What's wrong with you people? I'm serious. This is Not Another Baptist Podcast, a weekly podcast about what two pastors are learning in the trenches of church revitalization. This podcast is sponsored in part by our friends at the Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. Visit swibbits.edu to find out more about what God is doing on Seminary Hill. Welcome to Not Another Baptist Podcast. Dr. Kyle Bierman is a big shot and is flying probably on a private jet to Atlanta, Georgia, and so is unable to record with us today as he has home week at the Alpharetta office. And so we wish them well and hope that he leaves with his job intact. And so since he is not here, I brought in the big guns, doctor, because he loves being called that, doctor, 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 Bart, Bartholomew Barber, who's coming to us live from his janitor's closet class slash pastor study. How are you doing, Dr. Barber? I was doing great until that introduction. <laughs> oh, so y'all, y'all have just now wrapped up. Definitely a Monday. <laughs> yeah. Well, I wanted to make you just feel that just that bread truck Mondiest, Monday for pastors. The Mondayest of things. If you want to get Monday over with, have a conversation with Matt Hensley at yes. the beginning of the day. That'll do because it. Because it, it only gets better from here. That's Y'all right. just wrapped up vacation Bible school. And uh, yeah. so I did notice that you somehow escaped uh, getting hit in the face with a pie. Uh, but tell us how that went. Uh, well, you've already kind of given the uh, summation there, haven't you? I did not get hit in the face with a pie. Therefore, it it went well. No, we had, uh, you know, we've got a new kids minister, Lynette James. She's amazing. This was her debut vacation Bible school here at FBC Farmersville. She actually grew up in Farmersville and has served at some big churches and then has has come home here to FBC Farmersville, not to the Dome, uh, although... Uh, I think she's she's actually starting uh, her D-Edmund work at Southwestern. So she's both coming home to Farmersville and coming home to the Dome. Um, and, uh, and we just had a really busy July for her um, uh, preteen camp and then almost straight out of preteen camp uh, into VBS. There's one week in between the two of them. And it was just a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, VBS went well. We... We had, uh, we had good attendance. Uh, uh, our attendance was up a lot over last year when we did not have VBS at all. For sure. We, yeah. we had a great one. We talked about it on this, on this show as well. And we were able to do one last year. is a little tricky. Uh, we we kind of purposefully did not really spread the word. We kind of left it for our, our folks that had already been coming to church, all that kind of stuff, and did all the social distance, whatnot. And, uh, and it went well last year. Uh, and we shared on the pod about if VBS works and our praise of uh, several of the, the eight kids that responded for salvation. Uh, I believe it was six or seven had come to every single vacation Bible school uh, since our children's director had been doing vacation Bible school. And so each of these years, she was getting kind of progressively more distressed and discouraged because, hey, we've put all this work in, we've been praying, we know these kids are just right there. And then there was one salvation in four and a half years until 
this VBS. And like we shared on that pod, it was a reminder that we continue to sow seed. We may not see the growth. We may not see the fruit, uh, but God is working and God is working far more than we ever know. And uh, VBS does work as we shared on that pod and we saw in Farmersville and so grateful for, for y'all and your new children's director and hope that that goes well. The other reason, Bart, that I brought you on or asked you, begged you, pleaded with you to come on is because we're going to talk about a tweet that went as close to viral as I guess I'm going to get. Like, I don't ever see anything that I ever post getting to a million. So let's just say 3,835 is viral for me, though probably every tweet that I share is in some way viral, uh, <laughs> just because it's from me. Uh, but this one kind of took off a life of its own, and uh, it was meant to encourage. It was based on a conversation that I had had with a pastor that day uh, who had done all of these things in the tweet I'm about to, to read and was just really struggling because somebody had what is called ghosted him. They just left. They did not say anything. They wouldn't respond to calls. They wouldn't respond to texts. They just disappeared, and, uh, but they didn't die, and they didn't move away. And so it, it was one of those very difficult things that it's kind of like Rebecca and I found out with miscarriage. Uh, you feel like in that moment that you're the only one that has ever dealt with it. And then that news comes out and you find out that, oh, several couples, many, many couples, numerous couples have dealt and walked through that road. And it's something that we just don't always talk about. And so it was good to put it out there. But before we talk about that, let's hear a quick word from Ed Stuckey. The church needs leaders with deep theological knowledge and hands-on ministry experience. At Southwestern Seminary, you'll get both. The Southwestern faculty is dedicated to providing faithfully biblical teaching as well as walking alongside students as they grow in ministry. If you're called to serve God's church, then Southwestern is ready to help you live your calling. Learn more at swbts.edu. But for now, back to the show. And the tweet said to the pastor who made countless visits, numerous counseling sessions, and agreed to do their weddings, funerals, and preach to them faithfully week in and week out, only to have them ghost you and go elsewhere. Good job. Seriously, good job. And, and some took that as like sarcastic, like, um, hey, this isn't a good thing. Like, what are you talking about? And of course, you get it out there. And there's going to be some that misinterpret it. Uh, and then some hot takes along the way. I was called self-absorbed, or I had the savior complex. And uh, I know I have a bodacious beard, probably like Jesus did, but uh, that was not the point. And uh, those that did see the point and were ministered by it uh, was super encouraging, and it led to many phone conversations, text conversations, DM conversations, replies, and whatnot, uh, to really encourage these pastors on really Saturday night before they're going to stand up in front of their, their people. Some had been ghosted that very week. And so, Bart, you have been, first question, you have been at First Baptist Church of Farmersville for how many years? 22. 22. And so please name in those 22 years, the people that have, I'm just kidding. <laughs> don't, don't call them out. You've been at this long enough to have experienced this in some variation. You've also oh. experienced the heartache of somebody passing away, somebody moving away, all of it. When somebody leaves that you love and you've poured into, it is difficult. But what I've noticed with this side of it, the ghosting side, is it lacks some 
closure, right? When somebody dies, you, you know, when somebody moves, you, you know, with this one, it's like they, they leave and you're left to assume the worst. What did I do wrong? What could I have done better? Uh, you know, are they going to church somewhere? All of that. And so Bart, just off the, the top of your uh, red sunburned head uh, that people that are listening can't see, uh, what are some of your first thoughts about this, this idea of ghosting after you have just done everything well, right? This isn't the, the difficult pastor, the, the abusive pastor, pastor. This is somebody who has truly loved the flock, loved them, cared for them, shepherded them. Uh, what, what's your words for that? Well, first of all, I think it's worthwhile to say uh, that um, I'm not accustomed to having this little hair, uh, but life has come after me. And so that's why I'm red up here on the top. I'm not sunburned. But uh, uh, now that we get that out of the way, uh, I, I think there are a lot of things that, first of all, this happens all the time. Uh, when you started to hint at saying, list everybody who's done this to you, even just in this church at FBC Farmersville, I thought your podcast is not long enough, uh, really, for us to do that because it because it happens uh, it happens a lot. I think there are um, I think there are a number of reasons for that. Um, I'm I'm blessed when it doesn't happen. When you wind up having the opportunity to have the closure and to have the conversation with somebody, uh, but I, you know I think there's some there's some things that we need to realize. I, I believe the Bible says, and I believe that God places each member in the church um, in, in a way that is, you know, according to his way, his will It's designed for uh, the overall health of the body. And sometimes church members move to another church, sometimes because they're moving out of town, sometimes because they just moved to another church. Sometimes that's terribly unhealthy, but not always. I've seen people that where we've been on the receiving end that a move here was very healthy for them uh, because, uh, you know, we've occasionally had times that I've gotten a phone call, hey, so here at my church, it's a little bit smaller than yours. We've had this church member. They're probably going to visit your church. They left here and it was trouble. And I'm just kind of warning you, these people are, are trouble. And I always say, well, thanks. I appreciate the warning. Uh, and, you know, we'll keep that in mind. And some of the times those folks will come here and in an environment that's a little bit larger, now we're not a huge church, but in an environment that's a little bit larger than where they were, they can't get the traction to make trouble like they were able to get somewhere else because we've already got leaders in place. And, and, um, and, and so that can become real healthy for them that they, that they had issues in church that they were going in an unhealthy direction that they had to come to grips with some of that here. Um, and in the same way, I've seen people leave from here where they really didn't connect and it was and it was difficult and they get into another church and they and they do connect well and they flourish somewhere else and you know a friend of mine told me that the definition of humility is seeing somebody else do exactly what you do better than you do it and being able to rejoice at that and i think um you know i, I want to be in a position where i recognize Sometimes God moves people. He has his own reasons. Maybe that church needs them. 
more than my church did, maybe that pastor will do better than I did, even though I tried, even though I made all those connections and everything. And maybe it's just that they're leaving because they're immature, but something will happen over there to, to help them to, to grow that they don't know about, that God's got a plan to try to mature them a little bit, uh, even in the process of moving. Whenever this happens, I think whenever people wind up moving from one church to another, if they don't understand the reason, they're going to they're gonna pin the blame somewhere. And so, you know, the easiest target is the pastor that they're leaving behind to go somewhere else. And I think it's, I think it's good for pastoral health to be determined to recognize that this just happens and that, um, that it's a disservice to the sheep I still have for me to ride, hang all my emotions on the sheep I don't have anymore. Uh, because if I do that, I'm going to neglect the, 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 the flock allotted to my charge. Right. And, um, so I think, you know, when I went into ministry, they called this growing a thick skin. I don't want to grow a hard heart, but I do want to grow, uh, a focused attitude. And maybe you call it a, a thick skin, a focused attitude upon the people who are here and not to, not to devote all of my emotion and energy to people who are not. Yeah. And, and I think what you just touched on that, that thick skin is very important because even with those that are still there, you're going to have some that still don't like you and maybe decide I'm going to stay just to spite you <laughs> and so <laughs> forth. And, and so it does help. What, one of the things that I, I fear, especially for the younger guys that don't have that same perspective, and especially early on in mis ministry, is when something like this happens. Because one thing that I learned after you know nearly 4,000 uh, likes and all the retweets and comments along the way is this happens a lot. And, yeah. and I, I believe it's safe to say if it hasn't happened to, to you listening to this, it will. Maybe even yeah. in the next week or month, uh, because it is just normal. And, and some of that real quick is, is not necessarily you. They don't hate you. They don't anything else. They just don't know how to tell you because they don't want to hurt you. And so, right. so sometimes there's other factors, but it does happen a lot. One of the fears that I have is that when you just completely give yourself to your flock, right? You are preaching faithfully. You're praying for them. You're visiting them in the hospital, in the home, uh, when you're taking them out for coffee or going over to their house, whatever it may be, when you're truly doing the work of a shepherd and somebody leaves. And it's like, I, I don't want to say it is, but it's, it, it really is like a divorce. Just that heart is absolutely ripped. And uh, because you truly did love them and cared for them and shepherded them. And, and then they leave. Well, when that happens a few times, don't go to the far extreme and say, well, I'm never going to get that close to people again, Absolutely. because I don't want that kind of hurt. Uh, because one of the things that I, I found in a lot of these uh, comments was it was totally worth it. I saw that word many times or that phrase many times. It's yeah. totally worth it. And, uh, and I liked one of the, the replies in there. It's just a reminder that if we do this as unto men, it's not worth it. If we do this as unto God and for his glory, it is totally worth it. And so don't let the, the ghosting and, and so forth, this kind of thing that is going to happen, don't say, well, I don't want to hurt anymore. So I'm just not going to truly, truly unconditionally love my sheep. 
Can I drill down into a subset of this? Yeah. I was just, my experience has been. I mean, just give us a tweet thread. Go for it. Yeah. (laughs) But a particularly high percentage of this happening is not only when you've visited and connected outside of Sundays and, and preached funerals for their family and done all that sort of thing, but particularly families that we've helped financially. Families that are members of the church that got into a rocky time or had a job loss or something, and we've come in and we've helped them financially. Our loss rate for folks like that is sky high, mm-hmm. like three years in or something like that. And I, I think sometimes that's just a pride thing. I think um, that that people, uh, and I just, that's in the back of my mind now when we when we help somebody financially. Uh, they feel like the relationships kind of shifted, you know, and, and, um, and, uh, and, and we lose a lot of people who are in that sort of circumstance. And it's easy to say, man, I paid your mortgage <laughs> for, <laughs> for, for, for two months. And, um, and now you're going to just dump us and go somewhere else. Um, and, and yet I think you got to still lean in and keep helping folks. Um, uh, even if you know that something like that might happen because we know that the people that we're serving are flawed are, are have, have human emotions. Uh, they're going to handle some things wrongly. And, um, I think we're, we're discipling them as much by the way we handle disappointing things that they do to us, including leaving as we are discipling them in the things that we do while they're, while they're here and stable. And I think another thing to remember is the model that we have, the example that we have in the life of Jesus, uh, who completely gave himself, obviously at the cross, but certainly even in his ministry life where he's <laughs> spending far more times with these knuckleheaded disciples than we would ever spend with even our greatest, closest friend in a church, right? He's walking with them, eating with them, teaching them, talking to them all day long and sending them out on mission. He's discipling all of this. And then when, humanly speaking, he needed them the most, (laughs) gone. And, uh, you know, you've got Judas that obviously betrayed him, (laughs) Peter that denied him, the rest just tucked tail and ran. And I think that's important to remember, too, because we're not Jesus. And so even if if the perfect son of God is experiencing this uh, or experienced that, uh, it's something to remember as as well, uh, because there's a purpose behind it. Absolutely. You know, something I think really helps with this. Build relationships with the other pastors of the other churches in your area. Yeah, I think that helps tons because. Because it hurts more if you feel a competitive thing with these people that you don't really know. And then, and then, you know, pride can get into it. This other guy got this family from my church and I connected with them. And what's he got that I don't have? You know, it's really, it's kind of like a divorce or a breakup or something like that. What's he got that I don't have? Um, And, and yet if you have those relationships, I think it, I think that fosters uh, a better place on, on all of this. I, same phenomenon that has happened being here 22 years. I've had people be here, be invested in, 
leave, ghost me, and then come back later on, you know, and ghost the other guy. You just have to hang around long enough to start to see that kind of thing happen. And, um, and I, and I've also, I had a family who came here, they, they, um, they left another church in a neighboring town. They, it, it wasn't Blue Ridge. Uh, they, they came here to FBC Farmersville. They were great members. We enjoyed getting to know them. Wonderful folks. Uh, and then the church that they came here from got another pastor. Uh, and, you know, I built a relationship with him. Good guy. They were at that church. That church started really doing well. And then, because they lived down there, they started going back down there. And they said to me, uh, hey, I just want you to know this is so much closer to home. And, you know, we've got so many friends and relationships there from before. We're going to go back to this church. So they went back to that church. They're, they're back there. And then this pastor starts trying to make some changes to accommodate their growth. They don't really like the changes. They come back here. And the first Sunday that they visited, I pulled them aside and said, you need to go back down there. I love you. You're welcome here. But you've got a good pastor. I I know he's doing some stuff right now. This may be not exactly what you prefer, but there's no doctrinal problem or nothing like that. What you need to do is to go back down there and try to help that pastor reach people in that community for Christ. And I don't know that I would have done that uh, or would have thought to do that when I was 29. Uh, but by this point, I know that guy. I know what's going on. And, I, and I've talked to him about some of the struggles and conflict that, that are happening there as he's trying to lead that church forward. Uh, and so um, there's, there's dysfunction in the way that we pass back and forth church members the moment that they, and that contributes to this ghosting thing. And I think if, if we have relationships with one another as area pastors, that helps us to avoid the ghosting thing. Wouldn't it be great if you could reach out to a fellow pastor and say, I don't know why these folks haven't said a word. Maybe that pastor could say, Hey, why don't you give your former pastor a call, uh, and um, and 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 just kind of have him over for dinner and talk about why you left? For sure, and certainly goes back to what we bang the drum on here a lot is it, whether it's that being able to have that conversation, you know, with a church member to say, "Hey, go back and talk to Bart and tell him why you didn't." Uh, stay there because he's a Cardinal fan or whatever it may be. Uh, It may not be that, but just the ability to call up somebody and say, Hey, I'm just really struggling with this. Or for for me, probably less like I I learn from when somebody says we left because blank. Uh, It might not be something that we would have ever changed, but it just helps for me to know and to grow in whatever, maybe that reveals a, a weakness of mine. Uh, but the bigger issue with me, if I don't hear anything, is I just want to know that they're going somewhere. 
and that they yes. are being discipled and they're being yes. equipped to the work of the ministry. And, uh, and that's, what's important for me. And so having those conversations where I don't, I don't necessarily need that person to call and tell me, you know, they, you know, they don't owe me a whole lot in that sense. I just want to know that they are still being fed and haven't just dropped off the face of the earth and left the faith or just aren't going somewhere because of whatever it was. Absolutely. It's that kind of a healthy handoff because really getting a reason from them is only partially helpful because they'll lie to you. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, you've, we've had the experience. uh, I don't mean to be unkind toward folks. People, people have uncomfortable circumstances where they, they're, they, they don't know whether they can say what they really feel. And, and, and people will say things that aren't the truth. And so we've had circumstances because we have multiple pastors. We've had circumstances where people left. I spoke to them and they gave one reason and somebody else spoke to them and they gave another reason. Uh, and, and when they talked to me, it was because of something that they were dissatisfied with that was the ministry area of another pastor. And then when they talked to the other pastor, uh, it was some ministry area that was my responsibility. And yeah. so, um, uh, so you know, I think it's great to have those kind of conversations, but I also think you've got to get to a point where you are not emotionally needy yeah. for the answer. Yeah, for sure. And as we wrap down, just wrap up, I mean, a, a few few things that some of the replies and so forth really taught me is one, what we've discussed in here, uh, this happens a lot, uh, that it's totally worth it. On the other hand, something that we didn't really explore here is pastors can do this too. Uh, and then finally, uh, and this is in, in some sense completely off the topic of what we have said here today, some do ghost and leave to escape abuse or uh, a, a toxic culture. And if that case, in that case, you know, everything we have shared today is not the point for, for you. If you are that pastor that's abusive and toxic, uh, then I implore you to get out and get help. And uh, and as I said, I think in one of my uh, tweet threads for Bart Barber, uh, if you're that one that just ghosts your people and, and so forth, uh, then I will find you and I will force feed you candy corn until you go back and make it right. And uh, so... Topic for Bart? another uh, podcast sometimes, I know we're out of time here, uh, would be... Uh, the difference, the fine line between leaving a church and ghosting connections you had there and leaving a church and leaving some space, some room for the pastor who comes in and succeeds you because, because neither failing in either areas is not good probably. Well, Bart, thank you so much for the time. And maybe that can be something you can share with us for a, uh, another episode. Uh, if you are willing to be uh, completely abused and roasted by me along the way. But until next time, may your coffee be as black as night or your water oh, as clear as the sky and the gospel as bold as we declare. Have a great day. God bless. Thank you so much for tuning in today. We want to connect with you on Facebook at Not Another Baptist Podcast or on Twitter at NAB underscore podcast or our website at notanotherbaptistpodcast.com. Until next week, we encourage you to check out csbible.com to learn about the Christian Standard Bible, our favorite translation for its blend of readability and accuracy. Have a great day and God bless.
What's wrong with you people?